Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Hello and welcome to stories. The true. And the fictional. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a brand new episode, right? It is. Episode 54. 54, yes, that's correct. Um Lots been happening. We've got a lot of good interviews coming up. Yep. Um, I myself was interviewed by someone today. Mm-hmm. Someone stopped him on the street and said, why are you wearing a mask? No, well, the bridge is flooded, so I can't go anywhere. <laughs> again. It's flooded again. Um, yeah. Every nah, time a movie comes out that we want to watch, the bridge floods. Yeah. Yeah, but no, nah, but you, you, everyone's changed their minds now. They're like, let's go watch Morbius. Let's not watch Morbius. I'm still gonna watch it. I'm, I'm gonna watch it, but um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I don't follow the the, I don't follow the reviews like sheep. I make my own decisions. Yeah, well, I don't trust reviewers. I, I no. do not trust reviewers. Like, not at all. Not at all. Been wrong. Well, they've been bought out. That's right, reviewers. You've been bought out. Well, to be honest with you, I've been watching the um, slowly one a week. I've been watching the Transformers movies again. And, you know, a lot of people bag them out. But if you don't watch them all together, mm-hmm. like if you have a little bit of a break between, yeah, I'm enjoying them. I'm up well, to the fourth one now. They're popcorn flicks. So, look, the story is decent. Yeah. I'm enjoying them. They, they go for two and a half hours each. So, you have to have yeah. something that I enjoy. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I've got them all and I'm just watching one a week. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's good stuff. Good, fun action. Um, Bumblebee's probably... watching it for Megan Fox. Well, Bumblebee's probably my favourite, to be yeah. honest. I That's... mean, apart from the first one, because the first one was like, it was... Yeah. For me, it was seeing it come to life for the first yeah. time. And you can't replace, you know, that. Like, it could have been a terrible, woefully bad movie, but I was just like, Transformers! <laughs> no, I enjoy... Look, I'm enjoying them, and I'll probably watch another one this weekend, too stuff but yeah um i'd say this isn't the movie review podcast because it is the movie review podcast (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah um jokes right let's just let's just go let's dive right in jokes yeah no worries well look i've been doing a bit of soul searching and trying to figure out how to make a bit of money and and you know just doing so i've decided to invest my life savings into pasta every single penny And um, next, <laughs> uh, you know what? I told I I I told my cats. Uh, I, I the joke is daughter, but I don't have a daughter, so I can. I told my cats go to bed. The cows are sleeping in the field. My cat said, "What's that got to do with anything?" I said, "It means it's past your bedtime." Okay, I respect that joke. 
I didn't laugh, but I. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, you know what, um, <laughs> keeping tropical fish at home, Jamie, it, it can have a very calming effect on the brain. It's due to all the indoor, <laughs> all the indoor fins. <laughs> That's the best one. Okay. Yeah. I'll, stop I'll stop there. Funny. Well, Today's episode, we are diving into the 90s. We're going back to the 90s, back to our teenage years. I mean, our, our toddler years, preschool years, right, Ryan? Preschool years? No, no, no teenage years. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 1990, I was eight. So, you know, I was getting, we are getting there, getting close. Well, I, I had the perfect school because it was like, in 1991, I was in year one. Oh. In 1992, I was in year two. In 1990. <laughs> And then I said, the reason I left so early is because it got confusing when it got to, you know, double zero again. <laughs> um, no, so my story of the week is actually a story from the 90s. I dug up something oh, wow. from the 90s that is weird and random, and it just goes to show that people don't change. Um, it's called Baked Beans in Boots, June 1998. Uh, a few fun facts about 1998. Uh, Blink-182, Animal, Animal of the State album came out. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe the Godzilla movie came out, the really bad one. Uh, but yeah, this happened in uh, 1998. During a routine check... Godzilla came out. Godzilla! Godzilla! That was, that was a good... That was a solid film. They, um, <clears throat> they, they set it up for a sequel too with the eggs in Madison Square Garden and everything, but... Well, do you know why they, um, why they had the, the baby ones? Why is that? Because they made a deal with... Japan, I think the people they bought the rights off or something like that, it couldn't look like Godzilla. Right. And Godzilla couldn't kill anyone. Okay. They went, where's a loophole? Baby Godzillas. Okay. You know, and stuff like that. But um, on that film, I remember sitting in the movie theater and it gets to the bit where Godzilla's, spoiler alert, dead. um, Mm. And it's that quiet, you know, and Matthew Broderick's like, you know and and that's it goes quiet and then this guy in the cinema just yells out it's dinner time <laughs> and and no one laughed but he's you look around and he's got this grin on his face like i just said the funniest joke ever <laughs> um ah, that's what i remember about that film but um back to the news articles <laughs> how, how did chris feel after no one laughed at his joke in that movie no well chris chris would chris would punch people if they don't laugh at his jokes <laughs> um, yeah. No, okay. So back to the article. During a routine check, police stopped a man in Colchester, Essex, and discovered that he was wearing Wellington boots filled with baked beans and tomato sauce. The officer never found out why he was doing this, but warned him that he should wear more appropriate footwear since boots full of baked beans could cause him to be distracted and have an accident. Okay. Slow yeah. news day. Slow news day indeed. <laughs> I mean, I would like to ask that guy who, you know, why are you wearing baked beans? And, yeah. And to do that, you would need to go back to 1998. And you would need to go to Colchester, Essex in England. Yeah, well, I was, you know, still in school. So am I still going to... I mean, I went to school with an English, English girl. Mm-hmm. It's like one English girl, thick English accent. Um. Uh, I could have asked her. But, you know. 
that would have been good for podcast like many, many years later. Yeah. Still been a better story. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I chose that one over the other one, which was about a, a dog dying. So, oh, don't do that. What? Choose choose the gumboots one over a yeah, dog. Yeah, no, no, choose the gumboot one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So stop complaining about my joke, my story of the week that's weird and random. Well, um, I'll be nice. And let's let's um, what are we talking about today? What specific what specific nineties things are we talking about today? We're talking about nineties video games, Jamie. Yeah. So basically, when you know in the nineties, we were at the age where we were discovering video games. Because if we talk about the 2000s, it's when we discovered boobs. and Well, some of you discovered boobs. and oh, no, 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 We discovered boobs in, in 1997. Thank you very much. Well, I did. Okay. Well, all right then. But yes, we're talking about our top five favorite games, video games that we uh, remember from the 90s. Yep. The uh, games we grew up with. Exactly. Um, the ones that to this day have we have fond memories of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, shall I crack it off? You go first. This, this is actually an arcade game because it, it is, to date, the only arcade game that I have finished. Okay. I spent ridiculous amounts of money. Um, I think I, I remember way back, you know, when arcades were popped, they were yeah, yeah, all raging. Yeah. Like um, Time Zone and yeah. all back in the day. Yeah, well, um, my I think my dad was taking my sister to the dentist in the near the city somewhere mm-hmm. and he left me at the arcade and then he went off with her he said here's, here's like 50 bucks oh 50 bucks Fuck. yeah 50 bucks and i was like all all quarters <laughs> straight to the arcade and i i played jurassic lost world jurassic park first person shoot the shoot like the time the Time crisis kind of well, style crisis, game, yeah. and I finished it. And every time, like, if I had twenty thousand dollars, I would buy that arcade machine right now. <laughs> but it it was amazing that the the T Rex chasing after the car, and you got to shoot the little bits of the mouth. Um, and then you know, if you shoot all the targets in the mouth, it goes up. Ah, and backs off. Um, greatest game. Unfortunately, there's a new version of it, and it's just it is just like a rail gun. You see, sitting on. We well, can actually watch the whole game on YouTube. Nineteen ninety seven. Does that yeah, sound well, about right? Yeah, well, yeah, it came out nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, so you um, can actually watch it. It's forty one minutes. Yeah, well, there you go. I finished. Yeah. Uh, <clears> I, I remember. I remember. Tr- I remember trying to finish it for the second time with a mate. Yeah, and his little brother was there, but it was only two, it was only two player. And so there's a version where you sit in you sit in, in a in a vehicle. Yep. That's the one I'm looking at right now. Because there's one there's one where you don't sit in the vehicle, and there's one where you sit in the vehicle. We sit in the vehicle, and we're like we got like one life left. And we're like grab grab this, <laughs> grab my mate's brother by the shirt and go quick, get us some more quarters. <laughs> and he just runs off and gets the quarters. Ah, uh, yes, that's. Well, there's some people out there selling them. I'm just looking it up now. Oh. Uh, about three grand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, uh, that's that's I, the three grand is the one where it doesn't have the thing where you sit down in. Uh, yeah. That's just a standard one. Um, um, yeah. There's also a guy in, in Sydney that makes arcade machines and puts any game you want yeah. in it. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I want the whole Jurassic Park style. Oh. Yeah, I've got a mate of mine who bought one that had, it's basically an just an emulator. It's got like yeah. 
50,000 games and yeah. yeah, but no, I don't think I've ever. I, I mean, I can't remember back in the arcades. Like all I remember from the arcades is Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter Two. Yeah, that's all I can remember. And Time Crisis, of course. Well, I, I remember. Do you remember because we played in bands together quite a bit? There, there was a venue in um in Sydney somewhere where they had Street Fighter. It was like a pub, okay. and there was one arcade machine. And it was Street Fighter. Like, I can't um, remember exactly. I remember. Uh, is it Dicey Riley's in Canberra or Wollongong or something? Dicey Riley's is Wollongong. They used to have a couple of arcade machines there. I remember from I remember off the top of my head. No, I like Dicey Riley's. Yeah, good venue. Good venue. Um, yeah, but tell me about your one one of your games on the list, Ryan. <clears throat> well, I'm tossing up whether I'm going to start with my favourite. Well, I started or... with my favourite. Oh, you did? Okay, well then I'm not. Um, <laughs> I want to be different. Um, Okay, look, my one, I suppose <clears throat> I had a lot of uh, enjoyment with this one because I used to go to Parramatta and play with my mates. Um, Half-Life, 1998. Yeah. Uh, it's like a, it was like the Doom engine, but, you yeah, you were Marines and, you know, everything went down. And, um, you know, the, I remember the intro had the longest journey in like a monorail. <laughs> before you actually got to boot camp or basic training. Um, and then I think there was a stage where for about the first 20 minutes, all you had was a crowbar yeah. and you were trying to kill aliens with a crowbar. Um, but yeah, no, I remember we used to go to Parramatta. We used to go to one of those, you know, those old Chinese shops that used to have the lands and we used to, you know, jump on and, and you know, first each other. Even yeah. though I was sitting in the same room, so yeah, Half Life that was by Valve, uh, Valve Studios back in 1998. They did yeah, a no, couple of but it was good. I remember because because we, we we have a friend, um, what is it, uh, Steve O, Steve O Thompson, mm-hmm. um, who was like when the consoles came out, like he was like hardcore PC. Anyone that plays, anyone that plays console, you're stupid, you know, it's not a smooth. And, and I used to make fun of him. I well, that's just smooth. another reason for me not to like him. <laughs> <You're here. clears throat> um, you know, I've already got enough reasons why I don't like him. Oh. Now is just another reason for not liking. There you go. You heard it live. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you wouldn't listen to this podcast. All right. Oh, he might. Um, you never know. Make 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 for an interesting listen. Mm. Um, <laughs> we have a reaction video. Uh, <laughs> well, his wife makes him go to Shannon Noel concerts. Concerts, so. Mm. And he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, maybe maybe his wife has a thing for Shannon Noll. You never know. No, no, she does. She loves. She, oh, there it, you go. Yeah, she, she loves, loves Shannon Noll. She is like obsessed with Shannon Noll. And, and he's like, I hate Shannon Noll. What about me? It isn't fair. Do you think it's funny? His wife wants to have sex with Shannon Noll. I can't just see. No, nah, she's a good Christian girl. She just uh, whatever. <laughs> um, no, um. I think it's hilarious that Shannon Noll, that's Shannon Noll's song mm. when he didn't win. No, no, yeah, but that's also a cover song too. Yeah, I know, but like it's the song he sung yeah. when he didn't win the contest he did with whoever it was. Yeah, um, Guy Sebastian run one with Angels Brought Me. With Angels Brought Me. Yeah, well, we're, we're going back. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I remember shit like that, but I just do. Things stand out, you know. Yeah. Um, We'll save it for our music podcast. Um, 
my, my second game is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. How did I know you were going to say Tony Hawk? Because I want, once was a skateboarder. I, I, remember, I, remember, I remember being being at school and some kid was like, oh, you skate? Oh, have you played Tony Hawk? I'm like, what's Tony Hawk? And he's just like, Tony Hawk? I don't, I don't I think I stopped on the way home from school and I bought Tony Hawk on the PS1. And I was PS1, yep. This is amazing. But then later on in the other later games, you could get off the board and I preferred getting off the board. Because you could never get off the board on Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. And um, look, yeah, as, as, as a skateboarder, Back then, um, it was a dream come true to play a skateboarding game. Even though I didn't really like Tony Hawk. Oh, <laughs> oh you are you are you are against the curve. I like Tony Hawk. That just I? made it in too. That was '99, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. '99 just made just made the cut. Just made the cut. But yeah, no, I I I wasn't a fan of Vert. I, I was a stretch guy to so say like Rodney Mullen was my jam. Yeah. Once once Rodney Mullen became a playable character in that game, I was just like, because oh. um, yeah, Rod, Rodney Mullen. No, no one, no one knows enough about Rodney Mullen. Like, dude, Tony, I know nothing about skateboarding at all except well, Tony Hawk, and the game's good. Okay, well, Tony Hawk kind of like publicized it almost, like you know, made it go you know berserk, and everyone's like, yeah, I don't know. But Rodney Mullen is this guy who's friends with Tony Hawk who invented nearly all the tricks. Okay. Tony Hawk learnt tricks off Rodney Mullen. And then Rodney Mullen would uh, um, always invent new tricks and all. It'd be insane. And then they'd, then they'd go, oh, let's, let's do that on a ramp. You know, um, Rodney Mullen deserves more credit than he gets. But he's such a humble guy that he's well, like, eh. listening, Rodney, send us an email. Oh, I'll hit him up. Do you want to hit him up? He's got, he got some cool stories, but he's, he's very, very super introverted. Okay. Um, he actually does, he's, doesn't like skating in front of people that much, which is weird for someone who's skateboarded in front of people. In <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it was pretty funny. His, um, his father was a dentist and didn't want him skateboarding. And he said, teeth. Yeah, and he said, as soon as you get, as soon as you hurt yourself, you're done. And then, like, he, I think it was like 11 years old or something, and, and like, he fell off his skateboard and he was crying. And his dad, like, that's it. He's like, why are you crying? He's like, I don't want to stop skateboarding. He, he wasn't crying because he was hurt. He was crying because he did, <laughs> you know. Um, but his, his father was like, don't, you're not, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to skate vert. No matter what, you're not allowed to skate vert. And then this, I think about five, six, seven years ago, this photo dropped of a secret photo of Rodney Mullen skating Bert back when he was a kid. But um, yeah, that was a good game. I played it a fair bit. Yeah. Um, back in the day, I recently played it on an emulator and realized how shit the graphics were. Because um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't got. I've been. I've been tossing up whether to buy the the remake with one and two, but then I I'm just like no, no. It well, just look, it doesn't really hold up. Ever since the rival game Skate came out, I can't go back to Tony Hawk. Okay. Because Skate is just it's it's like an emulator and it's like it feels like you're skateboarding and it's it's just it's just better. I'm sorry, peeps. It's Did you ever better. play the 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 bike one? Was it Matt Hoffman? I used to play that one. Yeah. I, I remember I played it for a little bit. It was the same same developer, I think. Yeah. Same developer because it still had the same design and everything, but yeah. Um but yeah, that's my second one. What's uh what's uh your second? My second one, I'm surprised it's not on your list because I got a lot of um enjoyment out of this. Is another one I used to play with my friends, Gold Knight. 
007. I I didn't have a Nintendo 64. No? Okay. Yeah, this came out in... It was by Rare, who did games like Donkey Country and Banjo-Kazooie. Came out in 97. Yep. Um, I'm aware. (laughs) Sorry? I'm aware. (laughs) Yeah, I remember, you know, the, the... I don't even. I don't think they ever finished it single player, but I just remember we got a lot of enjoyment out of the, you know, the four split screen. Um, I remember I like you. I used to be odd job just so I could chop people, yeah, and use a hat to throw it. You remember how you used to be able to link the consoles? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the guys at school, I think they linked like four. Like it was. Either they were exaggerating and they, was, they said eight, but it was like at least four or something. And just, well, know. I remember the 64 used to have, it was the first one to have four ports, I think. Yeah. So you could use four controllers. Yeah. Um, but I remember back in the day, we just spent a lot of time you know, just following Natasha around trying to look up a skirt. <laughs> um, or just trying to go around. I remember there was one time I tried to go, I got bored and, you know, yeah. I pretty much played every character. I literally went around to the level and tried to smash every beaker. Yeah. <laughs> every object that you can possibly smash. Yeah. Um, but apparently they're doing a remake of it. So we'll soon see. Obviously, I'm guessing it's a Nintendo thing because <clears throat> I remember the first Goldeneye only came out on 64, but then they, they did um, Tomorrow Never Dies, but that yeah. came out on PlayStation because I remember I won that in a competition. I got... Tomorrow Never Dies on PS1. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Goldeneye would be would be on my list of top yeah. five. Great. Many, many, many days of fun. No, well, well, the, well, the reason I I didn't even think of it is because I never I never had a Nintendo 64. Every, like, once a year, we would, the family Christmas would get together and, and the friends we had, they had, they had the Nintendo 64 and we'd play, um, we'd play Goldeneye and that. But, um, it's just, it, it, I don't have any, super fond memories of it in the sense that like it doesn't <clears throat> it's not nostalgic for me because it's it wasn't the game that i played no it's fair enough i mean i was one of those kids who eventually did have every console yeah. and the only thing i remember about the 64 was goldeneye and it had the best wrestling games still to this day mm. on on um on the 64 they used to have the wrestling games where literally there was a million different paths. If you lost this game, your character went this way. If you lost, if you won oh, wow. this match, it went this way. Yeah. I just, yeah, that, that's what I remember. I remember Goldeneye. I remember Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, which are not on my list. So I'll mention those. Yeah. And, and the rest of the games. That's all I remember about the 64. Yeah. Uh, well, and there's Mario 64. I never really liked that. Like, I, I, I'm an honest believer they never made a good Mario game after Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh. On the on the NES. No, no, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd see that. Yeah. When they went all like 3D, let's go 3D, and yeah. I was like, no, that's not well, Mario. That, that's like when they did Sonic, and this will segue into my next one. But like when they did Sonic, um, and they did did the uh the game, the newer games, and they're like you're running with the screen. I think that's weird. It was kind of cool with the with the Sonic, the side scroller. Well, you you know you know the ones where you jump into you jump into one of the rings and then it goes 3D and you got to collect all yeah, the... Yeah, no, but that was like a like a mini game kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. yeah, but the full game, not not like that. Yeah. Nah, yeah nah. I, again, Sonic, well, I won't, you're going, I'll talk about it when you talk about it. Because <laughs> yeah, well, because... That was the last good Sonic game in my eyes. Because, um, yeah, because my next, my next game is Sonic and Knuckles. And mm. that's my absolute all-time favourite. And it was amazing that it came with a cartridge that you'd put the cartridge in the Sega and then you'd 
flip open the cartridge and put Sonic 2 in there and you could play yeah. Knuckles in Sonic yeah. 2. Oh, it was just amazing. And it was, it's just, it stood out like nothing, nothing else. I used to, I think I used to play that a lot at um, Chris's place as well. Um, yeah, well. You had the second one, which introduced Tails. And then the third one, was, was Sonic and Knuckles the third one or was that the fourth, fourth one? one? I think it was the fourth one. Yeah. Because I think the third one, you sort of got a, you weren't able to play. I think Knuckles was in it, but you weren't able to play him. And then the fourth one was where you could play Tails, Sonic, or yeah. Knuckles. Yeah. Again, that's the last good Sonic game. Yeah. Um, although they 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 did one recently, well, within five years, they, they did one, and it was like a new game, but it was done in the style of... Well, they did. Uh, the latest one that's come out is Sonic Mania, but that's just... That's just a, a, it's a re, it's like a remastered version of the first couple of games. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was talking That's about. That's on, but, um, I think it's like 20 bucks or something on PS. Yeah. 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 No, but yeah, man, Sonic and Knuckles, it just, I played that to death. And one of the best side scrollers. 100%. 100%. I, and I'm, I'm, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited to see Knuckles in the, in the new yeah. uh, Sonic. Well, you, did you watch? You watched, we watched the first one, didn't we? Oh, I love the first one. I know people... was, he was just like in the post credits of the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but yeah. to actually see him as a main character. Yeah. And yeah, no, Jim Carrey just makes that as well. Yeah, hundred percent, Doctor Robotnik. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll watch that again. Yeah. Now, um, but the second one's out now or almost out. Um, yeah, I think this is coming out in the next week or two. Well, by the time yeah. this episode's out, oh, yeah. are we dropping this one tomorrow? Yeah, we are. Okay, well, it's not, yeah, it's not out yet. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this <clears throat> a week after. <laughs> but, um, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's my number. Oh, I skipped one, but I'll come back to that one. <laughs> no worries. Uh, my number my number three is, um, this one's from the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It just made the cut. It was 91. Came out in 1991. And this is The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Mm. Now, this was the third Zelda game. Uh, the first two were on NES. Uh, this was the first one that kind of encapsulated the role-playing style we know and love. Yep. So this was a typical princess gets kidnapped, all this kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it was just, a, just it was the first one that sort of gave you side quests. And, you know, you've got to find different parts of the sword and make the master sword. And then you've got to find parts of a pendant to unlock the magic and stuff like that before you could actually go through. I do remember a lot of, a lot of fond, fond memories with this one. Uh, a lot of yelling and screaming because it, it, when you first start off and you get your sword, yeah. like the, the enemies can take two hearts. You only had three hearts. I take two off in one hit. So yeah. I remember a lot of attempted throw controls thrown at the TV and everything like this, but no, I think it was, the, this was the first of the, Zelda Final Fantasy style yeah. games. Um, I did finish this one. These is one of the also got me into these games because it took more than about two hours to finish when we're used to like Sonic and Mario and stuff. When yeah. it could take like you know four to five hours max if you sat there and played it, you would finish it quite comfortably. Where um, Legend of Zelda was, it was one that you needed to have a few sessions of, yeah. uh, probably like 20, 30 hours to finish. So uh, that's what got, got me into role-playing games, which I still class as my favourite um, style of video games. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've 
barely played any Zeldas. I like Zelda, but I just again I most people have played Ocarina of Time. Yeah, uh, that seems to be the go-to one that everyone sort of got into video games around. But um, I have played the first two. Not not much to write home about. Obviously, yeah. no system, but. Yeah. This one and the next one, which was on Game Boy called Link's Awakening, really got me into role-playing games yeah. in general, uh, where I didn't really look back. And that the, the JPRG style, like not yeah. role-playing games like Skyrim, and which I do love, yeah. but not those kind of role-playing games like yeah. Cyberpunk and Skyrim, but role-playing games like Final Fantasy and yeah. um, Legend of Zelda and, you know, all those kind of games. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, I skipped one, and that one is Metal Gear Solid. Uh, yeah. which i think is it's mandatory uh, is it the one the one you're talking about the one on ps1 ps1 came out in 1998 where it had the two discs and you and you and there's a code you got to put in when you yeah. it took me forever to realize i think i borrowed it off someone from school i got i got to disc two and i was like enter the code that's on the i'm going where's the code and because it's the 90s i can't ring up my friend and go, hey, man, yeah. or, or text my friend or email my friend. I, um, you know, as I go to school, I go, where? And he's like, look on the back of the disc. I was like, oh. <laughs> I think this Metal Gear, I, I, I love this game too. I've finished it many times. I think this was the first game that kind of made you think. Yeah. My fondest memory of this game is a Psycho Mantis boss fight where he was invulnerable and he's like, it's just all about changing your perspective and you have to beat him by unplugging your controller from port one, yeah. plugging it into port two. So he couldn't read your mind and actually yeah. read your mind and, and work out what moves you were going to do. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and and also the first, one of the first games where you have to hide in a cardboard box and creep yeah. around fast guards. There's, there's, there's so much quirks with it. Like I remember like you walk through the snow and this guy, the guard goes, whose footprints are these? Who's that? Who's that? Yeah. Whose footprints are these? And they, they follow the footprints and I'd wait for him. I'd be like, you know. And it was it was one of the one of the first few games I played that you can't just simply go balls to the wall, kill everyone. Yeah. It is literally, as the tagline is, tactical espionage. Yeah. It is. Yeah. You can't just go and kill everyone. Did you ever, there's a trick. I don't even know how people figure this out, but um, uh, Meg, I think her name's Meg. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chick, yeah. the redheaded chick. Yeah. Yeah, and she has do- uh, wolves with her all the time. Yep. Apparently, if you punch her, they then they'd attack you. But if you punch her, and then hide in your cardboard box, the wolves would piss on your cardboard box. I just want to know that. No. <laughs> like it, was, it was random stuff like that. Like I'm like, how do you think of that? Um, and honestly, like, I think the first two Metal Gears. Um, so Metal Gear. And Metal Gear Sons of Liberty. I think was it Sons of Liberty the second one with Raiden? Um, I think that was the third one. I, I can't remember. They all have similar sounding names. Well, I yeah no. Well, I think think the the gonna, you know what I'm going to the one that. we're talking about was 1998. No, yeah, that was the original. That was and then I think Raiden came in in Sons of Liberty, but I think there may have been there was, there was a game that was just purely um, tactical training. Okay, so Metal Gear. Metal Gear 1, Metal Gear 2 was Sons of Liberty with Raiden. Metal Gear 3 was Tactical. That was Snake Eater. That's the yep. one you're thinking of. That was number three. Yep. And then there was four, which was Guns of Patriots. Yeah. And then five, The Phantom Pain. Yeah, I love Phantom Pain, to be honest. I haven't played it. Honestly, I bought my PS3. My PS, no, sorry, my PS4. And I bought that game with it. Yep. And I, never- I, I haven't played it yet uh, since. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of worried because <laughs> I, I don't want to be one of those games that I remember being so amazing and then and then going back and being like, Ugh, you know. But um, from, from memory, it was cool because it's, it's all about you setting up your base and uh, yeah. and you do all your tactical and it's it's you know open world and you can airlift your horse or your tank or your jeep or <laughs> um yeah but it's cool but no definitely a very good one and just a bit of trivia the last game on the nes that was metal gear was technical metal gear 2 solid mm. snake came out in 1990 oh so it fell into um it fell into that that actual the 90s era the 90s character yeah. but in saying that Final Fantasy had four games come out in the 90s. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's not yeah. saying much because I just, you know, I was trying to go through the list and work out exactly. Which, I know which one I'm going to talk about, but, yeah, um, yeah I've got oh. a couple of honourable mentions as well. But oh. my oh, – was that all you had on Metal Gear? Uh, yeah, no, I'm done with Metal Gear. So my, my second – well, it's my fourth one, but this is my second favourite. I'm going in reverse order. Yep. Uh, was Resident Evil 2. Came out in 1998. Uh, I'm a massive Resident Evil fan. This is my second favourite of the series and was only overtaken with Resident Evil 8 that just came out this last year. Yeah, uh, That had that was such a good game, it jumped to my favourite. Uh, but Resident Evil 2 for a very long time, since it came out in 98 until 2021, was my favourite Resident Evil game. It was the first one that, this one's another one that had two discs. Um, it was the first game that you got You got to pick from Leon Kennedy or Claire Redfield. And if you pick Leon Kennedy, you play him in the first part of it, you finish it with Leon, you put the Claire disc in, and you play her perspective while he was on his journey. And then vice versa, if you pick oh, Claire awesome. to start with, you were there. It was just, it was just a new thing. Yeah. Uh, it was just absolutely fantastic. I've played and finished it multiple times, spent multiple money on the remakes and everything like that. And um, I just, that was on PS1. And that was, yeah, that was my favourite Resident Evil game for 22 years. Mm. So, and I played them all. I've finished them all, spin-offs, you name it. And Resident Evil 2 was only just overtaken by Resident Evil 8 Village, which came out last year. Yeah, I, I think I played one of them once. I don't know if I finished it. Um, I think I again, I think I just borrowed. I borrowed a lot of games off people at school, which is kind of weird because you know I wasn't popular in school. <laughs> I was bullied a lot. Yeah, way. I yeah, exactly. Same with me. I just, I, that's why I ended up. I like, think I gish, gish, sunk gish. my money. Want to borrow a game? Gish, gish. I, I think I sunk all my cash into games because I didn't have any friends that I went out with and stuff like that. But um, yeah, look at oh, it's it's you either with Resident Evil, you either love you either love them or you hate them. Yeah, there's no in between. They're not just like, oh yeah, it's okay. It's like I'm in. I've played and I own them all yeah. uh, in multiple different, like on multiple different consoles. And uh, yeah, Resident Evil Two is my number two favorite game of the nineties. Yeah. I don't know if mine are particularly in order. It's my favorite at the top, but um, my last one in my top five is Road Rash. Road Rash. And my fondest memory of Road Rash is when you go off the road and there's a cow sleeping and you'd hit the cow and then you'd launch into the air and you'd hit... <laughs> uh, it's even more fun than whipping people with chains. And oh, I love that. It was such a good... But I'm like you. I, I went back. Like, I got an emulator. 
Yep. Um, and I went back and and played it. I was like, wow, these graphics are so bad. Oh, hundred percent. I remember used to we used to we had a we had a, a Mega Drive as they're called in Australia with the Genesis in overseas, and we used to take it away when we went away. And our thing, like our, me, my sister, my mum, my dad, would be, you know, every night we were away, you know, we'd be out at the beach or doing stuff. We would always sit down and play. And me and my dad would always play Road Rush. We had yeah. a, we had the one, two, and three, and yeah. we used to play each other um, until it was time for bed. And I, that's, I suppose, that's why I love it because yeah. it's so many good memories. Oh, it was great! Like it was the first know, game, like bike game you could sort of bash the crap out of people. Yeah, it's like a precursor to Grand Theft Auto, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it pretty much was. But um, like yeah, my dad, um, he only ever played one game. Mm-hmm. Like he got me a Sega Master System when, like, secondhand came when it came out. Built built in Alex the kid. Yeah, oh, I love those. Yeah, the built in Alex kid. But yeah, I would come home, and the reason that's not on my list is because it's the eighties. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, I'd come home from school, and my dad would be playing Wonder Boy. Oh yeah, one which which one? Um, he he had a nappy and. And yeah, 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 yeah. When he hit an egg, a, a, a skateboard would appear. Mm-hmm. You wear a helmet. Yeah, and a I remember that game. I and you just, and you just, you're just like, this makes no sense. It's like you're a caveman running around with an axe, and then suddenly there's a skateboard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know um, what? Next time I come to your house, I literally bought there's one on PS5, yeah. and it's more like a role playing. I will bring my PlayStation, I will show your dad. And he'll probably go. That's not as good as the as the one where well, I was in a nappy throne. Well, stuff. He probably he probably doesn't remember it. But um, <laughs> uh, no, Wonder Boy was was a um a family game. And it was. We would fight the console over it. But I I remember getting right to the end of it. Like we were because it's such a hard game. Um, I remember getting right to the end of it, and like we're you know about to finish it because we we you know figured out what the last level was and we knew it doesn't tell you what the last level is but we got there and then blackout oh no and ladies and gentlemen back in those days there were no saving <laughs> oh you got soprano <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> and uh, yeah love hate love hate relationship with that one um yeah you i remember when we even with the playstation one when you had a blackout even if you had a memory card yeah you were done yeah, you had to go back and do it, but back on the math system, yeah, there's no saving, yeah, at all. Oh man, all right, hit us with your number one. Or do we want to do, yeah, I'm thinking, do I do number one or do we do the, yeah, we'll do the number one and then do I'll do the one and then we'll do our honorable mentions. Okay, there's no question on what my first one, my number one is. It's Final Fantasy VII. I knew uh, it. It's yeah. this game. This game, I have not only nostalgic memories about, but I still I still play it now. It still holds up. It got me into the Final Fantasy um, series. Uh, I remember I got it with a PlayStation 1 for Christmas, and um, I remember I knew I was getting it for Christmas, and I remember buying... Do you remember the old magazine called Hyper? I do, yes. I, I remember buying that um because it had not only had you had the walkthrough but it had the article and pictures and i remember sitting there going oh my god i can't and i literally spent i i literally we had the christmas we had christmas tradition where we'd wake up open presents have breakfast spend time with with the extended family Mm. and then like four o'clock we would go okay now we can play our toys i literally was sitting there just going i just want to play i just want to play i just want to play i put it in i started yeah, I, I, yeah, pretty much. I started playing it, 
because we used to have like an hour gap before the guests would come over. So I remember starting playing it. And then all I wanted to do was play it. And I was in such a bad mood all day because I just wanted to go in and play. And we had people coming over on Boxing Day too. I was like, I just want to play. But back then, I think I was in year seven or something. So like we had six weeks school holidays. So, But that was the first game ever that I just, I I could not stop playing until I finished it. Yeah. Um, it was four discs. Um, it was the first time I'd ever experienced heartbreak in a video game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say it, but people who know Final Fantasy VII will know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, and it, look, honestly, I played it as recently as last year. It is just, it's a, it's a game that keeps on giving, and will always have a special spot in my heart. Mm. So yeah, Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it was Chris's favorite too, I think. Yep. No, his no. favorite was Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because we've had discussions about this. I like Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII also came out in the 90s. Yep. So it does fit in with the topic. But no, Chris's favorite is Final Fantasy VIII oh. because it involves incest. <laughs> <laughs> it literally does. But yeah. Uh, Chris as soon as I met him, and uh, I wasn't surprised, Final Fantasy VIII was his favorite. Well, it's pretty funny because he he loves the whole incest thing. <laughs> Yet, at least 10, 10, 15 years ago, because he's adopted. Mm-hmm. And he was, this is something my sister said. My sister's pretty conservative, very proper. And um, <laughs> he's there and his sister's there. And she's like, you know, you guys could get married. You want, it wouldn't be illegal. <laughs> and then they're both, they're both like... <laughs> <laughs> yet, yet, you know, that's more weird than incest, apparently. Um, okay. <laughs> all right, honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. No, I say this is an honorable mention because I played it to death in the 90s, but it came out in 89, and that is Rampage. Mm-hmm. Yes, never The Rock played. made made a movie about it. Never played it. You never played it. Uh, I've I was annoyed because many times, yeah. I remember, I remember watching the movie. Um, I had a spare day and, and I, I went to the movies by myself and it was filled with old people. Mm-hmm. I'm going, why are these old people Well, because yeah, watching, you know, like it's, you know, no offense, but it doesn't seem to be the, the film that the, and then I, I later found out that um, um, one of my friends said, oh, basically, yeah, basically the old people come to the cinema and they haven't seen a trailer they don't know what they're going to watch. They just get there and go, oh, that looks good. And then they go, in. So, like, respect in the sense that just blindly going into the cinema. But at the end of the movie, it got the old person murmur of approval. You know, when the credits roll, and then all the old people go, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, the, it was the exact same murmur that I got when I went and saw The Legend of Ben Hall. Shout out to Matthew Holmes. Um, and that movie, too, got the old person... <laughs> Murmur of approval. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but oh, Rampage was so good. It was it was like side scrolling. Yeah, I, but, I remember um, watching. I I have seen people play it. Um, it's just yeah, destroy it? everything on the screen. Yeah. Um, I never got to play. There was a 3D version that came out on PS2. I never had a PS2, mm-hmm. um, but the 3D version came out. That would have been amazing because it's just it's just something about destroying stuff. 
and then the pesky military would come on at the bottom start shooting you and then you, you eat them and then you get your health back and that was my one thing i wanted to happen in the movie mm-hmm. i said i don't care how bad this movie is i will be happy if someone gets eaten and someone got eaten <laughs> um and it was, it was it was great because they couldn't call it king kong but it was king kong uh, yeah, so, you're not king kong we'll call you george um, <laughs> it was george ralph and lizzie yeah um, and that that's that's how you save yourself from getting sued <laughs> but that game that game was super fun um any honorable mentions from you yeah yeah i've got a couple i've got a couple um i would just like to give a shout out um to uh, it's kind of like i'm just going to put both names in the same thing this is nostalgic as well warcraft 2 and starcraft all right yeah got i used to i can still play them hands down uh my dad got me into those games as well he absolutely loves them uh both came out in the 90s warcraft 2 and starcraft came out in the 90s uh really good strategy typical build your base up take out the enemy but they actually had good storylines behind them as well. Was was Warcraft 2, was that the one where there was a cheat code where you could get the Knight Rider car? I don't know. I, I think I, I can't remember. It was it was either Warcraft or Age of Empires. It was one of it may have been Age of Empires, actually now that I think of it. But you, yeah, you type in a cheat code and then the Knight Rider car would <laughs> come onto the battlefield. And then, I remember there was lots of cheats for those games. And then and then you, you could have stormtroopers. Yeah. These ones actually hit their targets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that um, was good fun. I remember, you know, playing them on weekends when I, I think had the, no the thing I remember the most about Warcraft is when you kept clicking on the orc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you keep touching me? <laughs> yeah, and it's like not easy being green. Shut no, up, <laughs> shut up, or I'll sing. <laughs> and then the and then the peasants as well, the humans are like, What? Yes, my lord. Why do you keep touching me? <laughs> I don't like it when you touch me that way, my lord. It, it would have been so fun, so fun, um, uh, do um, making those games. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. But yeah, they, they, um, you know, they, they, they. I, I got a lot of screen time on them, so I'm going to mention them. Yeah, yeah. But my my final honorable mention, and this this is amazing that no Ninja Turtle game made my. Time. Yeah, I was going to say that. Um. Because yeah, I just there, there were there were turtle games I like like I like like turtles in time, Hyperstone Heats, but I didn't play them as much as the other ones. Um, but this one stood out to me because it's um, Street Fighter, but Ninja Turtles. It's called um, Tournament Fighters, mm-hmm. TMNT Tournament Fighters, and it was it was pretty pretty hard. It was really hard to do all the special moves because each turtle had their special moves. Mm-hmm. Um, Raphael would somehow spin like a cyclone sideways um but it was it was so much fun but it was really ridiculously hard and um they've never made a game like that since except for when they added it to the injustice um games recently um so you're excited about the uh the new one that's coming out which has all these old yeah arcade yeah. games <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm very excited about the the um because i think tournament fighters is in that i think yeah yeah, yeah it is yeah, yeah. It's like all the all the old arcade games. I'm I'm annoyed that they never got around because there, there was talks of of them doing a turtle game, but on the same engine as Arkham City. Oh, that would have been cool. It would have been phenomenal. Because there's I enough need... villains in the turtle universe for them to do that. Hmm? There's enough villains and yeah stories that could have been told. You've got, you've got you know 
no why am i doing the math 38 years i'm the yeah. same age as the ninja turtles uh, <laughs> you've got you've got you know 37 38 years of, of villains um i i want to see that open world ninja turtle um um yeah no nah, but ninja turtles my jam i need to have i need to have that role-playing like I have designed a game in my head that would be perfect. Like you have your base of operations and where Donnie will do his missions, getting tech to do up the lair and Mikey will go get costumes for them to wear in the street. And Raph will do vigilante stuff. Lair will do, you know, recon and all that stuff. And, oh. and then you have the teams. Oh, it'd just be amazing. Well, speaking of movies out of your jam, mm-hmm. uh, games out of your jam, my, Last honorable mention is NBA Jam from Midway Games. Yeah, the only <clears throat> basketball game I liked. Yep, came out in 94. Um, he's on fire. Just one of my favorite, favorite parts. I I, yeah, just when you, you know, when you're on a streak and then you all of a sudden the ball turns into a flaming firing basketball. And yeah, no, yes. well, my, my yeah, favorite, yeah, my yeah. favorite, my yeah. favorite basketball game was Space Jam. That <laughs> <laughs> was the biggest well, rip. I like the idea of NBA Jam because it was just two on two. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, your Bulls with Scottie Pippen and Michael yeah. Jordan and, you know, Charles Barkley for the Phoenix Suns. And yeah. it was just fun. And you could, I liked how you could change the length of the actual game. So you could end up yeah. playing, going through the whole tournament in a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my last uh, honorable mention NBA Jam 94. Yeah. Well, it's going back. Mm-hmm. It's going back. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mean, there's well, more I could have mentioned, but they're... Oh, you know, there's more. that had the biggest impact on me. What yeah, was... yeah, like I said, the ones I, I put down, they're the ones that stood out. They're the ones that stick most in my memory. There's a lot of other <laughs> awesome, awesome games that I absolutely loved. I loved yeah. all the Sonics. I loved... Um... Well, you got to remember, like, Donkey Kong came out. Donkey Kong yeah. 64 came out then. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2, 3, and yeah. 4. Street Fighter 2, like, all those games. Yeah. They Double Dragon. up there, but they just... These other games meant more yeah um yeah so listeners and viewers let us know if what what games we forgot or if our all, all our games that we have chosen are terrible let us know in the comments below or send us an email to the true and the fictional at gmail.com mm-hmm. um and if there's any other 90s topics you want us to talk about love to uh start with rogue squadron yeah when did that and come out nice. yep it was on oh, my list. I was just looking it up then. Because it was six cells in 64, was it? Yes, it was. And yeah. um, there was also uh, Starfighter. Star yeah. Star, there was two Star Wars games that came out. Oh, see, now, now all these things are coming to mind. Do you remember a game called Afterburner? Yeah, yeah, Afterburner. Yeah, that was good. Oh, I remember that. Mario Kart came out in the 90s. Yeah. See, and, and again, probably one of the best racing games of all time. The yeah. reason I forgot, forgot it is because I never had a Nintendo. Rainbow yeah. Road gave me nightmares. Yeah, and now it has rails. <laughs> There's so many good games come out in that year. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Well, that's the main segment done. What do you say we uh, <clears throat> Ryan's recommendation? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Moon Knight, will that do? <laughs> no, no, I've actually got one because I found a new show that I've been watching. This is on Apple TV. Three episodes out already. I didn't think I was going to know. I didn't think I was going to like this one. 
but um, Gary Oldman was in it, so I thought I'll give it a go. I don't watch many British show. Can you? Are you like? Can you hear me? Or are you haven't? Yeah, I can. I'm. I'm just okay. very interested. Okay. Um, it's called Slow Horses. Um, it's basically about um spies. So they they um Gary Oldman's team is a sort of a defunct MI five spy uh agency, basically where they send you if you stuff up. No. So it starts out with this this operation with a terrorist in the air, in an airport, and um you know these the MI six or whatever they're called MI five, um they're acting on intel, and one of the guys gets a combination of shirt and pants wrong. So they said we yeah. the guy who's got the bomb is wearing the green shirt, brown oh, pants. Yeah. So they act on that intel, and the guy they get the wrong guy. And the guy that actually apprehended the, the the terrorist blamed, he said, well, you told me, this is what you told me. And then there was the guy on the other end in the communication said, no, I didn't. So basically this guy gets booted down because of a lie that the other guy took. And the other guy sort of goes up through the ranks. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> then we pick up a year later when he's now in this, what they call slow house. So it's S-L-O-U-G-H house. Yeah. Um, Basically, apparently, when you go there, that's where you go to career to die. And Gary Oldman's the leader. You wouldn't yeah. recognize him. Uh, he smokes and drinks and swears and sleeps most of the time. And yeah. but they get some intel on on a mission. Now it's hard to tell because there's only three episodes out at the moment. Uh, but really good show, solid show. Our episodes. Uh, Gary Oldman's fantastic in it. Uh, each episode leaves you on a click cliffhanger. Um, that just makes you want more and more and yeah. more. So it's called Slow Horses. It's on Apple TV, and the third episode dropped today. Uh, I haven't watched the third episode yet because I've been working, but so far I don't really like British shows, but this has got me in, and I'm ready to watch the third episode. So cool. Yeah, check it out. It's Gary Oldman and a whole bunch of other actors. I do like Gary Oldman. Yeah. Well, he's, he's unrecognisable pretty much. Yeah. Like you can tell it's Gary Oldman, but it's he's like it's not the Gary Oldman we know and love. So he's like Penguin in um The Batman. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I forget his name. Will Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Um Yeah, so Slow Horses, Apple TV. Cool. Well, let's move on to our favorite segment, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Jamie's emails. My email. I've been getting so many. I, I've, I've never been more excited to receive spam. <laughs> like, like I, I, you know, I, I click onto the, check my emails every day. I log on and then I scroll down to the spam. I'm like, ooh, new spam. <laughs> um, I actually checked one of my old, old, old email addresses. And it's full of sexy time. Um, ladies. <laughs> and I'm like, well, if we ever want to just go through that. Uh, but this one isn't sexy time. This this one is from um, Barrister Andy Owen. Ooh. The title of the email is, is thank you. So he's, thank you're you. welcome. You're welcome, Barrister Andy Owen. Um, <laughs> greetings. Sure it's not Michael Vasily. Oh, could be. Could work for him. But, uh, I must tell you before we go into the email. I was driving. I was driving home from somewhere the other day. Michael Vasili's um, Seven Hills office. Yeah. Police all around. Oh, oh. Like five police cars in the streets next to it and in front of it. Just saying. 
Wow. <laughs> for, for those playing at home, um, and we don't want to give him free advertisement, but um, Michael Vasili, Michael Vasili is a lawyer from Sydney. And every time we go uh, to the movie... Barrister and solicitor. I'm, I'm guessing he's a lawyer. It's like Michael Vasili's barristers and solicitors. So I'm going to say that he's a lawyer. Um, well, I should say Michael Vasili's prostitutes and women that I've, I've I've been well, I've been watching a lot of suits so he could he could be a Mark Ross via fraud um but um yes he advertises at Al Cinema the very first ad that comes up is Michael Vasili Barrison Solicitor and then uh, about two two or three ads go and then he comes back with a second ad mm-hmm. Michael Vasili. and you remember you remember the Michael Vasili name but you don't feel like you would want to hire him um He's got a sleazy little goatee and everything. He he, he looks like a pimp. Um, and lucky, the, we're, lucky we're not a super famous like, podcast because we, we might get done for slander. You're an asshole. Then we'll hire him to defend us. Uh, <laughs> yes, but back to the email. Greetings. I am Barrister Andy Owen. I'm contacting you to assist retrieve this huge deposit Mr. Alexander left in the bank for million before it gets confiscated by the bank. I will give you more details once I confirm your positive answers. Many thanks, Barrister Andy Owen. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, so basically he wants your bank details so he can deposit the funds into your account. And in in saying that, you will keep a portion. You will keep a portion of the money. Yeah. It's basically money laundering. Yeah. Just letting you know. But uh, it's just, it's, man, they, they love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Barrister Andy Owen, if you're listening, can you be more specific? Wouldn't um, you think if you were a barrister, you wouldn't go by Andy, you'd go by Andrew? Just to make a point. A bit more... I mean, there, there are people I'm out there. I'm not going to that... hire a lawyer that's name is Andy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a fair point. Don't most barristers have like three names at least they have at least have one middle name or a lot of prostitutes like Michael Vasili does is he a barrister though he's a, a, a Michael Vasili barristers and solicitors yeah but his name's Michael Vasili doesn't mean that he's I'm pretty sure if his name's on the billboard he's going to be a barrister and no but no but they're his barristers and solicitors so he's just like a mob boss <laughs> he could be Remember we made him a mob boss in our campaign for D and D. I had a lot of a lot of fun killing him. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is not the Michael Vasili podcast. That's our other podcast. As, as much as he would love it, uh, yeah. Free advertisement. I tried a friend request him on Facebook. Remember, <laughs> he never got back to me. No. <laughs> well, he, he probably uh... him and Warren E. Buffett. They, they're just living it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's the episode done. I think that is. We that was a very good episode. I enjoyed that. We're going to keep the '90s ball rolling. I think yep. we're going to do music next time. Yeah, we're going to do we're going to do '90s music, and um, eventually, I really do want to get the whole the band back together, like interview people from the band days, like so people can learn about us before we were international mediocre podcasters. Um, <laughs> I'd be up uh, for that. Yeah, let's like, interview Stephen. I got some words for him. <laughs> That'll be two words for him. <laughs> no, look, if you really want to annoy him tactfully, tell tell him that he doesn't play a trombone. Just say, oh, 
Well, that's real nice trumpet playing. You remember Steph did that when she first met him and he cracked the shit. <laughs> oh, he got furious. Um, no, no, me, look, I don't, me, me and Stephen, we, we disagree on a few things. We've had a few heated yeah. exchanges. So maybe we can interview some other members of your band. You know, I was, I was thinking like, you know, get everyone together and do a big, big, you know. You got to remember who was in my band. They don't generally know how to use computers. It's all right. Um, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Or even just anyone from the old days, mate. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, we got a we got a few interviews coming out. The next interview to drop is one with someone called Jim Riley. Ah, from Louisiana. Louisiana, and he wrote fifty books in four years. He got a sixty book publishing deal. Um, he was a real cool guy. Yeah, really, really good guy. Um. Not going to yeah. say anything bad about him because I'm pretty sure he owns weapons. <laughs> no, it was pretty laid back. It was it, it, oh, look, I, I didn't know much about him at all when we got him on, and then and then I just I was like, I, I want to go visit Louisiana, uh, you know. Um, and then we got like I've got three or four in the pipeline coming up, but um, I'll keep them secret until they're recorded, and, uh, ready to uh, be shared. But um. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys, as always. If you've got any stories, send them to thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. Feel free to forward your spam to thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. Yep. Um, support us on buymeacoffee.com slash sttatf if, if you like. Um, I've started a Facebook group for authors, but you must be willing to um, chip in, you know. Support each other don't be one of those people that goes here's my book and then you never come back and you know there's plenty plenty of people in facebook groups that go like hey here's my book and then they disappear yeah but um yeah so we've got seven people in there now so slightly building and um why not shout out to our our new members rebecca castles is in there uh roly ryan's in there um jack roney's in there um Teresa Halvorsen, who was on one of the very first episodes um, of Story Chat, she's in there, and uh, it's fun. It's called Authors and Friends. But um, if you're an author, and if you're a friend, join. You're welcome to. But um, any final words, Ryan? Any motivational? No. If you don't, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. <laughs> that you know what? Good, good quote. Um, Max Snyder, sucker punch. <laughs> there you go. I stumped Matthew Holmes with that when he was like, he was asking on Facebook, he's like, yeah. give me a quote and I'll pick the movie. And I said it and he couldn't yeah. get it. I didn't like sucker punch. Yeah, neither did I, but I just remember that do line. You know, do you know what I did? This, this is all I remember about sucker punch. Abby Cornish? Is in, no, in the middle of it, for some reason, I Googled the origin of the mop. <laughs> I just remember that one line from it. That's it. I, yeah, I, I, I barely remember anything from it. <laughs> um, well, this is not the, the Sucker Punch podcast. That's our other podcast. So, yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, guys, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. And uh, have a good day, evening, night, walk, run, jog, car drive, whatever. Peace. Next time. <laughs> <laughs>